Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Ready to talk a little football? I am I'm starting to get that that itch. Like realizing it's not that far away. I talked to a friend yesterday who gave me the countdown on when the NFL starts. He's pretty optimistic. He's completely blinded himself to any news. He just assumes <laughs> every league will be back as soon as possible. He was surprised to hear that baseball were fighting. So oh, really? I thought they'd just come back here soon. Well, we might not have baseball, buddy. But, um, you know, it's the NFL. Yeah. And who knows? Like, there's still a non-zero chance that we have zero sports this year. Who knows what happens? So we are going to assume the NFL happens. So, yeah. I I mean, as I look, look, yeah, you look across the sports calendar and uh, obviously countries that did well uh, during this pandemic, like Korea and Germany have live sports in their countries and you can watch and bet on those. Um, some of our friends are doing amazing things, handicapping those. I certainly don't have a handicap position for either of those sports, but it's cool that, uh, that there are live sports happening in the world. Um, our friend Kelly's NASCAR stays is continuing to stay quite hot. That's exciting. I love his, his weekly posts now on, uh, on the NASCAR series. We have golf coming back in June. We're definitely going to do a golf podcast, right? Yeah, next, not not this weekend, but next weekend we have a golf tournament down in Texas. Quite the quite the field, especially if you've been betting on like Outlaw or some of these one day tournaments that are offered. This is it's a very welcome change to you know some of the stuff we have been betting. So we will definitely get someone on and talk some golf next week. Pretty excited about that, but. At the same time, we mentioned this in a previous podcast. Um, super terrified of the pitfalls that come with, uh, you know, diving back into a sport that's been completely off. We saw some of that. We'll talk about that when we get to get to talking about soccer. Like that's and and it did come up in an in an NBA conversation today. Like there is definitely going to be haves and have-nots as far as teams and or players who kept up on training, kept in shape, and those who didn't and you're going to notice in a hurry. Yeah. I think it's going to be a glorious fun time to handicap those events. And it's, you know, everyone with the numerical model, I think is going to be uh, either on the sidelines or, you know, not pricing things correctly because it's going to be all qualitative that matters most as we get back into the swing of things here. Um, And yeah, the, the month of June doesn't look great, (laughs) but we'll uh, we'll talk a little live sports as we go through. I think, you know, at this point I've I'm I'm pretty comfortable we're going to get an NFL season. Um yes. I don't mind. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh you know, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much, but I think it is worth uh, kind of getting our uh, ourselves in in shape preparing for it. We'll spend this month of June getting ready so that uh once, you know, there's eight sports all going on concurrently, we're not uh you know, totally uh totally overwhelmed and in, unable to to do our homework. Does that sound like a good plan? Yeah. yeah. I mean, June, yeah, like you said, June doesn't have any of the the real big hitters, but we still will have NASCAR. We still have UFC. Again, just like NASCAR, UFC is still much more frequently than regular fights every weekend. That's a lot of fun. It's fun you got any hot tips for me this week? This is kind of an ugly card. 
Oh, really? Like the 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 main event, the Amanda or Nunez, yeah, she's like minus five hundred. Just just getting someone thrown to the wolves. It's it's kind of a rough card, but I'm still gonna watch it because it's UFC on a Saturday night, and that'll be a lot of fun. But between that NASCAR, which I absolutely still can't watch, I just bet Kelly's head to heads, and then check my account when the race is done or see him post. If he gets really mad, I know he didn't do well. So (laughs) So it'll be nice to have golf golf back in the fold. Golf is a, you know, cause those are like, what's a race take. I mean, honestly, I tried watching it. I think it takes like 17 hours for Christ's sake. But (laughs) I mean, it's like part, part of an afternoon. UFC, the undercard. The undercard yeah. and everything, you know, what's like five, six hours if it gets way out of hand with everything. But golf is nice. Golf is a full four-day thing. It's a lot of fun. So very excited for that to come back. And obviously, you know, we'll get into this later on, but very, very excited for a major sport to come back here in mm. July, NBA season. What did you think of the uh, NBA plan? Makes sense? I guess – Um. You know, there's going to be people that try to argue that the like the format's dumb, or why are we doing it like this? And it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> That's like, exactly my take. Like, you, they're giving you this sport back. Just fucking watch it. Yeah, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Like, don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth. It's a. It is. A, you know, in these uncertain times, unprecedented, even well, we <laughs> why not why not try something different? Like, I'm fine. That's do whatever you want. Like the, you know, they're talking like world cup style playoffs for some of these leagues or like doing, you know, these play in games, getting more teams than you need and having a play in for the playoffs, do whatever the hell you want. 24 team NHL playoffs. It's the time. This is like the one time where you can get away with, Hey, we're going to do something absolutely wild and people need to just roll with it and see how it works out because it, it, it'll it be a lot more fun than not having sports at all. So very excited for that. Hopefully the whole, you know, containment, how they're trying to contain everything and have their little bubble down there in the Magic yep. Kingdom. The happiest out. bubble on earth. Yeah, we don't need another, you know, Rudy moment where, <laughs> oh, this game's canceled. And all of a sudden – the the whole season's canceled and March Madness got canceled and just the giant dominoes. Thanks, Rudy. Yeah, well, that was coming one way or the other. Uh that was a pretty spectacular unraveling of sports though, I gotta say. Um wild. The, yeah, absolutely wild. Uh and that was like three, eight years ago. It's been three months. It feels like three years. Uh that is actually the toughest part of this whole NBA is coming back is that it's still two more months away. I know it's um, but, you know, hey, it feels like it's been three years since we had sports. What's a couple more years? Um, the uh, Yeah, we'll get into more of that as we get closer, obviously. We'll spend a little bit of time in July getting ready and talking, talking some NBA. Um, but uh, let's use June once a week here as we come down the stretch. We'll do some NFL content. Um, and today we'll just start to dip our toe in the water. We'll start to kind of, uh, start to think, think a little bit, uh, about some of these markets. Yeah. Let's look, do a little price shopping, look around, uh, kind of formulate some, some philosophies, formulate some thoughts. Uh, we're not going to go super detailed and just blow it all out. We got to let this, you know, we got to let this build. We got to let, let it marinate. We got to build up to something awesome here. Um, but let's, uh, let's take a look at some of these markets and see if there's anything, uh, just wildly off, 
um, just wildly off price. Uh, have you bet anything at NFL? Um, just a few, just a few regular season win totals that I thought were off to start with. Some Bills, some Cardinals, some Cowboys, and then I did take that. Uh, and I mentioned this when we talked to Davis the other day. Check, you know, check these promo things because I think it was Bet Online had that like their odds booster thing, and it was uh, Steelers to win the North at five to one. That's a pretty nice number. There's yeah, no so doubt I about mean, that. Yeah, I, I was more than happy to take some of that as I was already kind of high on Pittsburgh as a comeback scenario this year. So don't have a ton of bets yet. Um, just just a few of those. I have my eye on a few people for some of the award bets. I have kind of monitoring some of these alts for the uh, the regular season win totals. And <sighs> let's, you know, that's a great that's a great point. <clears throat> let's do a, a little uh, let's let's chronicle a little of what's out there. What is out there? Uh, legal what books in the U. Uh, legal legal books in the U.S. all have their win totals up. Correct. Yes. Every yes. every one of them. Every legal book. You can go to Vegas right now. Vegas is open right now. Congratulations to Vegas. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they get uh, they get a little shot in the arm from uh, you know from a little tourism. Hopefully in in the, the coming weeks. Uh, and knock on wood, there's no. Uh, no outbreaks or derailment. Um, but yeah, every every book in Vegas has win totals up. Every book in Vegas has division odds up. And, um, you know, obviously conference and Super Bowl odds. Um, Circa has their alternate win totals up. We saw those pop today. Uh, thank you for putting those up to Circa. Uh, can you... What, for anyone who's listening, who's like, "What the hell is a win total alt?" Uh, what 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 is? Can you describe that a little bit? Oh, what's a good one? Like the let's say the market is can the market consensus is like Bills nine wins. You know, when uh, who cares what the juice is right now? I guess it's I think it's indexed pretty fairly across the board. There's a bunch of those that aren't too different from book to book, but let's say it's the Bills nine wins. The alts are going to give you a chance to really stake a position if you think. And we've talked about this in a previous podcast. There is some high deviance in some of these things, you know, especially to the unders. There's quarterbacks that get hurt every year and teams that underperform greatly. So, you know, it's nice to win, let's say, Bills under nine, nine and a half if you got it early and get your minus 110 money. But if you really, really disagree with it, this Circa and as well as some offshores will offer these alts. Uh, so it'll say like, uh, what was the Bills under eight? I bills believe, under uh, eight is plus 200. Yeah, two to one. And, you know, depending where you go and where you look, some of them have them out, what, two and a half, three games? Yeah, I don't. I, no, I think the two. Uh, I think two games. Two and out. a half. You can get two and a half at times. The, they yep. basically go up and down two and a half. There's seven total um, hanging at times. Yep. Maybe when it's all said and done, I haven't looked to see if they're up. Yeah, yet. those those um, don't come up immediately, and sometimes five times won't populate all of them if they are not feeling great about uh, maybe having all the information. Uh, you know, I I can't speak to this year. I know it's been situations where. They don't know who the quarterback's going to be. You know, maybe you want to throw out like San Diego, uh, Los mm-hmm. Angeles Chargers, or uh, Miami, or something like that, where you have, 
you know, not not sure what, what exactly is going to happen at the quarterback position for the full year. They kind of take it easy on those alts. But for the most part, like you said, they'll have their win total and then they'll have, you know, alternate totals that go each way. If it's nine, they'll offer, oh, what about over nine and a half, over or under yeah. you know, a 10, 10 and a half, and the other way, eight and a half, eight, seven and a half, lets you really stick a position for some nice plus money. So let's talk about philosophy a little bit then. Uh, if you have an edge on bills under nine at minus 110, which is the current line right now at Circa, right? That's, that's telling us you're saying that there is greater than a 52% chance that the bills win less than nine games. Correct. Well, you gotta push, you gotta get your push probability because it's an even number. Yeah, but still, you're but you're saying yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I calculated that there's a 54 percent chance they go under nine, so I got an edge on on under nine, right? Big one. Uh, the probability that they go under eight games, implied by odds of plus 200, is 33 percent chance. Is that big of a step for one win warranted? <laughs> It's big. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Math-wise, al- yeah. That's almost 20%. No. That's almost 20%. Is there a 20% chance that they are – that nine is right and eight – do you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? That that, that that one win is is uh, is worth 20%. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Should 20% we, uh, of the distribution no, 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 be no, eaten no. up by that one win? No, no, no. It, I, the other way. It's it's <laughs> definitely – there's value, especially if you're seeing value on the, the regular line. We've run some – I mean, we ran distribution on this. We kind of look back at historically how close teams landed to their regular season win totals that were set. And basically, like, I can't remember how exactly it fleshed itself out, but I think – and you'd need a shitload of money for this, obviously, that you'd have to let sit for a long time. But the like we said, you could go two and a half out. So again, to the Bills example, you could go under seven and a half wins, or excuse me, under six and a half, under eight <laughs> for the Bills. Yeah, no. So th- their win total is nine. Yeah. So yeah. you could go, let's say, on dimes, you could take oh, like yeah, an yeah, un- under six, six yeah, and under, a half. Yeah, right. And an over eleven and a half. And just bet those both blindly. And if you did that for all thirty-two teams, you just won money. Yeah, that because that was en- true. enough teams, enough team, like just blindly making sixty-four bets that way. If enough enough teams fall so far off their regular season win total projections, because they're just median. These are median projections they put out there. And yeah, like you said, it, it's not priced properly. It's almost akin to buying points. When you proof yeah. out the fact that buying points is minus EV, just from a math standpoint, it was so far enough to cover the vig to prove out that selling points was, you know, a positive expected value almost, almost across the board when you look at some of the prices, just because they have to have that, that inverse price, even with the vig figured in. So kind of in the same lane as that and... You know, if, if you are running, if you are putting your numbers together and some of these are way off, I probably would consider looking at some of these alts because. Yeah. Just a quick you, correction. When, it was yeah, plus or minus uh, 
it was plus or minus one and a half wins. One and a half so, games? Okay. Yeah. So so you can only get under seven and a half if you want for the Bills. Oh. For plus 238. Take, take under four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the main point is that the price you're getting doesn't really reflect how wide the distribution is for every team. That's really the key. Even if the even if the middle of the distribution is dead on nails, even if they got the middle exactly right for every single team, the shape of the distribution in reality is wider than it is implied by these alt prices. That's really our fun. That's, that's the underlying philosophy of this. Is that is that square? Does that make sense? Yeah, because I I honestly think they are good at that. They're they're probably very good at nailing the median. Well, the market is yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And but I mean just. The thing about a distribution, the the more teams you have in it, the yeah. you know the more teams that are involved, the more that are going to fall further out along the the tails of the distribution, and those are the kind of teams that pay you the big plus money. Because there's not, I can't remember how many teams actually ended up like within a half game or pushed. It's a lot fewer than you'd expect. You know, the whole Vegas knows like, oh man, they set it at eight. And the Rams actually finished with eight. It's like, yeah, that's pretty anecdotal because you're looking at one fucking team. <laughs> like, what yeah. about the, you know, what about the other thirty-one where a couple teams finished off by like six? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, there was something interesting I noticed uh, looking at the circuit numbers, and I wanted your opinion on. Um, there's a pretty good proof of concept with the Cowboys and the Eagles that they didn't use the same distribution for every team. Right, like I'm looking at Cowboys and Eagles are both nine and a half. The juice on the total wins is pretty much the same, but the under on the Eagles pays a lot less than the under on the Cowboys for the alt eight and a half. Is that? Do you think that they tweak that one a little bit because the Eagles are have a potential injury waiting to happen at quarterback? It, I mean, could be that. Could be liability. No one's going out. No one's going to Vegas and betting all, all under eight and a half for the Cowboys. They're all betting over. You think that's what's yeah, going on? Pretty much. It's just a little. It's a Cowboys tax. Which man? The Cowboys over nine is like one one point four two six right now. What is that? Minus two something. Yeah, minus. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a. Uh, hang on, sorry. I got it. I got a cute. <laughs> we Minus so two thirty five so numbers. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. God. Minus two thirty five. Minus two thirty five is that's asking a lot for over nine. Even though I like I know, the Cowboys this year, <laughs> it's still asking me a lot. I that's what I'm saying. I got to like. <clears throat> I think next year we gotta just Bite maybe announce. Well, just like maybe make some announcements about some of the things we like when they first come out because you couldn't get a ton on this, but I've got that same price. I got that same number at minus one twenty five. Oh, um, market uh, maker on February. Well, yeah, I'm not the I'm before not the, the only draft. one to think the Cowboys were going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> you did but, it before uh, the draft though, and their draft was was swell. February sixth, it says I place this bet. That's it makes me feel good. I haven't even. Super Bowl was I haven't over. even. So been you like rolled looking. some Super Bowl winnings into Dallas over nine. Yeah, it looks like I that's, where your, head, that's so where your head. That's where your head. That's where your head was at the Super Bowl. So. I also bet on Lizzo <laughs> to be the Super Bowl halftime performer next year. Which, <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're gonna heal this nation, 
<laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Where was that up? <laughs> it was at Bet Online. I don't think it's up anymore. Oh but I got God. I got sixteen to one that Lizzo is the halftime performer. She was hot in the streets. <laughs> she got that thing with a couple C's. Oh my gosh, Lizzo! Let's go, Lizzo! I'm invested in this now. I really want it to happen. I know they only let me put twenty five bucks on it, but I'm in. <laughs> well, sixteen to one. That's no. That's no uh, small potatoes. No, I'm buying. Uh, I don't know what I'll buy right if there. Lizzo wins. Yes, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> this is maybe this is a good exercise for anybody who treats <laughs> treats markets kind of the way we do, where you just get tempted by this stuff. Go back and open all your sports books and look at all your future bets that are sitting out there. Oh yes, absolutely. I've got NBA ones in here. I've got the stupid twenty-five dollar like will the Patriots score in their first game of the season free money one. We've <laughs> got like Jameis to win the MVP. We need to like cancel. True, canceled. Get it? What do you? What's Jameis MVP number? I got six sixty-six here. The problem is he's less likely to retire because it's not clear he'll still have that option of walking right into the NBC booth at the moment. So he's got to play a little. Oh, I don't sure. think, I don't think it was that bad. Honestly, what he said wasn't so terrible. It was just that like, what bothered me is like the man, could you even like, put a, yeah. well, or put a personal touch on the apology? Like you just, <laughs> did you just give your PR person your Instagram password? Like it just reads like something a lawyer wrote. Did. And speaking of uh, how his agents and how his PR people let him go and do that in the first place uh, was absolute travesty. Fire those people immediately because that honestly, like who wants to hear from any white athlete at this moment? Like seriously, say nothing ex- except I support what's going on. It's it's this, this movement is inspiring. Uh, like honestly, if, if what would it, what would be the two pieces of advice you would give if you were an agent or a PR person right now delete all of your tweets and yeah, just never tweet. Show, Hashtag show, never tweet. Show, show support for for this amazing moment that's going on. I, you know what? I just support everybody here in America. I, I love. It's I love. Time. It's it, in these unprecedented, uncertain times. You know, <laughs> I, I I just wish. Honestly, just, that would be my thing. I just be like, can't everybody just be cool? Oh, like, seriously. I. It's, yeah, uh, sh- it's are we taking? It's gonna, is, did, Deep Dive has not taken a stance on this. You've seen, like, I mean, every other brand, like Bounty Paper Towels and yeah, yeah, it's true. Victor Mousetraps, every, you know, and SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Victor Mousetraps? What, what is SpaghettiOs? I'm just, SpaghettiOs I'm, is- just throwing out, I'm just throwing out <laughs> brand names. But it seems like everyone is like, you know. We, Victor, we just, Victor Mousetraps had a statement, huh? Okay. No, I don't know about that. He, but it's just funny. It's like here at here at Bounty Paper Towels, you know, we we stand with America and, and these ones. It's like, man, did you really need to put that tweet out? <laughs> My not. my tweet my tweet would yeah. be just like, can't we just not hate everybody else for stupid reasons? The only reason you should hate somebody is for their take on Josh Allen. Yeah, right. If it's not our take, yeah. If it's a bad take, <laughs> if it's a bad take, right? Um, no, seriously. But yeah, if you if you're an agent, you need to like insane. sit your, sit your clients down and be like, here's like twenty five things that you shouldn't say right now because yeah. you don't need to throw yourself out in the middle of traffic and cancel culture. That's right. If you have an agent, if you're an agent to an African-American client, you say, you can say whatever is in your heart, like 
anything you anything in your heart say it if you have if you're an agent to uh uh to a white quarterback oh my god like the only thing you can do right now is support your team and your teammates and and just honestly like respect the, the incredible like power of this moment like i'm i was i legitimately um i was legitimately um lifted up like emotionally by uh, the threat of like how many towns and and uh, you know cities across the country are participating in this. It's really something to see. Um, no, I kind of I had like secondhand embarrassment that it was like Minnesota that you know, it started this the, the tender box that started this all. But I mean, if it ends up being a good thing in the long run, with uh you know finally being the straw that breaks the camel's back, and we see some actual change, I guess. Might might end up being a good thing in the long run, but yeah, at first, like, and I did get a lot of DMs, like when the when the rioting was going on only in Minneapolis to start with, and yeah. people are like, "Man, I hope you're safe." And the you know one somebody was from like Philly, and I'm like, "All right, imagine <laughs> imagine there's riots in Baltimore. That's how far away I am from this. If you're in Philly." He's like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Yeah, this is over a hundred miles away of highway miles. Like, it's it's." It's pretty pretty chill down here right now. Mm, okay, but I appreciated the concern. Yeah, and honestly, the you know Drew Brees is well liked enough by the media that uh, he probably gets a little uh, a little. Uh, you know, he's on the arc right now where he gets torn down and then they build him back up, right? I mean, that's probably how this goes. This, we're not going to yeah, see. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he's like a shitty person. Like, I think enough people know that he's not a bad guy. He's just a little uninformed about, and I. I don't know. Probably a little uninformed about what was going on back then, and he took a funny stance on it and got a lot of shit today. Yeah. Well, that'll happen. Um, and that's why we are passing him by on these MVP votes on the MVP <laughs> bets. Do you want to talk MVP a little bit? Yes. Let's uh, let's frame this. Let's let's just frame this criteria a little. Um, what uh, what is the what is rule number one uh, about? Placing an MVP bet in your in your book, in your book of rules. Have you seen uh, Peanut Butter Falcon? No. Oh man, never mind then. He says, oh, like okay. he, re- he says, what's rule number one? Party. You'd have to see the movie. <laughs> anyway, okay. um, it was a 2009 it's, it's a, movie. I gotta check this oh, out. Shia LaBeouf. All right. Yes. No, it's it's a really good movie. Rule number one, party. Anyway, uh, and let's just let's run through the last few. 2019 movies. movies. Peanut Butter Falcon. Sounds good. Anyway, Lamar sorry. Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Rule Jackson. Rule number one. Yeah. Last year. Lamar Jackson yeah. last year. Yeah. Who won before that? Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, no kidding. Um, See if you can find a common thread here. Okay. Who do we added? Who was it in 2017? Tom Brady. Tom? Oh, wow. Uh, how about before that? Matt Ryan. Oh, I forgot Matt Ryan won an MVP. He had like he had like a five thousand yard season. I want to say that was a that was a big year in twenty sixteen. Five thousand yards he, isn't even all that impressive anymore. I know it's not really. Let's take a look at that season. He had he didn't even have five thousand yards, but he had a nice season. That the team did really well. So, uh, yeah, it is weird how they how they kind of award this especially back in the day, you look at some of these numbers these guys put up when they did win it. But uh, the year before that, Cam, Cam had a big year, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. Mm. Then you get down to 
in here, if you look back from, I mean, there was a couple running backs in the mid-2000s there, but if you go from 2007 to 2019, what, 13 years, there is one non-quarterback. And it was really? Adrian Peterson. Mm. Adrian, Adrian Peterson in 2012 had to run for 2,000 yards to get that. <laughs> and there was still, I remember watching that award show, there was still a feeling that they might still give it to Peyton Manning. They ended up giving him AP Offensive Player of the Year instead. Oh, wow. It's tough. So, <laughs> and tough. I mean, just, I mean, is there a running back in this current NFL who could get to 2,000 yards? No. It just, and it's not, it's not like oh, these running backs aren't, there's not good running backs. It's just how the NFL offenses are, are called, how the, the game scripts are called. Yep. There's nobody, nobody going to get that many carries. Even off the top of your head, do you remember who, uh, who the rushing leader was last year? It had to be, I mean, Tractor Cito ended up just with the, the late season push, right? Tractor Cito, number one. Derek Tractor-cito. Henry. You want to guess his yard shuttle? Like 15? 1540. On yeah. very, very well done by you. Um, he and he had a tear. Yeah, he went in the nuts season late. to get yeah, there. For sure. For sure he did. Um Nick Chubb had 1500 as well. It was 1494. Uh and then uh, Christian McCaffrey, 1387. So two things are contributing to not getting to 2000 yards. Number one is usage, obviously. Uh, there are fewer and fewer running backs who have the usage that gets you that many rushing yards anyway. Uh, a general understanding by the offensive-minded community that uh, just force-feeding a running back is not necessarily a long-term winning strategy, let alone uh, an appropriate usage of your offensive weapons. Uh, and then uh, number three, uh, a lot of these running backs are asked to carry dual roles. Like Christian McCaffrey uh, could very well you know, threaten the all-purpose yardage record this year. That wouldn't shock me but it's going to be rushing and receiving, which is going to prevent him from really putting up any one statistical category that's eye-popping enough to get him an MVP on top of the fact that Carolina is probably going to win, what, five games? Maybe yeah, they, four? They might not be a very good three, team. Two. Um, so it's, uh, there's a lot of contributing factors that really devalue any potential for a running back winning it in today's NFL. Uh, similarly, any wide receiver who has an all-universe season, uh, a la... Michael Thomas of last year uh, is going to be beholden to the quarterback who's throwing him the football. Um, so it's tough to really break through from a wide receiver standpoint and get any kind of credit for a team win. Whereas the voting block that exists for today's NFL awards uh, is already preconditioned to award a team win to a quarterback. Would you say that's fair? That that is pretty fair. Who holds the all who holds the all purpose yards record? Ladane Thompson. I'm looking. I'm I'm getting like a year by year one, and honestly, it might be Darren Sproles. Wow. Twenty six ninety six in two thousand eleven. Like seriously, three hundred more yards than McCaffrey had last year. <laughs> I'm not finding anything. Jesus. He did. And you, you, you know, you see some Darren of these Sproles. numbers that you see some of these numbers that like, uh, like we joked about with quarterbacks, 
you know, go look at some of Terry Bradshaw's games. And he's a clear Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest to ever play. But like some of his numbers weren't, they're not eye popping because it's just, it was a different game back then. But, you know, you talk about 2,600 all purpose yards. Gail Sayers at 2,400 in the 60s. Like there was, there was players way back doing this sort of stuff. Mac Heron in the 70s, 2,400 yards. Even Dude, Dick Dickerson I, had a couple, but 20, 2,696. Oh, 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 hang on, hang on. Here's to be the record. This includes uh, punt returns. Does it? Got it. All-purpose yards. Yeah, got it. Okay, yards yards from scrimmage. Let's try yards that. Yards from scrimmage. Let's see who's later there. Because Darren, Darren Sproles definitely didn't have enough usage Chris, to be number one. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Ah, okay. yeah, I was going to say okay. Gail Sayers did return some punts, I think. Yeah. Yards from scrimmage. I was going to say these numbers, these numbers are these because one of them was like, oh my gosh, I'd have to go back and look now who the one guy was. Oh, yeah. Man, the, some of the, some of the names. This is reminding yeah, me. Yeah, I remember this. Didn't, well, Michael Lewis from New Orleans, like from 2002, <laughs> was way up. Sure. Like, that doesn't make Derek Mason. Derek Mason. Some of these, yeah, that's, some of these yeah. names didn't make sense. All right. All yeah, purpose okay. yards. Let's not say, well, let's say yards from scrimmage. Then yards from scrimmage. Uh, Caffrey yeah. was only about 100 and 120 yards. He was knocking on the door. Yeah. 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 He was in the combo. Still, I contend that the Carolina Panthers are not going to win enough games from give consideration, even if he does break that record. A lot of Adrian Peterson's 2012 MVP, in my opinion, was on the back of he carried that team on his back to the playoffs. Yes. By winning how many games? The 2012 Minnesota Vikings won how many games? Andy, was that a was that an 11 or 12 win season? It was a 10 and 6 team. Wow, they got in on in the wild from with they got in with winning their last four games in a row uh, with a wild card six seater. How about that? You know who won rookie of the year that year? Uh, hmm. 2012, 2012, 2012, 2012, rookie of the year, rookie of the year, rookie of the year. Uh, man, AJ Green, was he a rookie? No. Uh, hmm. RG3. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. What might have been? Of course. RG3. He was good. So Adrian Peterson and the 10 win Vikings got it in 20 in uh, 2012. I think the who is the Vikings quarterback in 2012. Oh God. Who came after Favre? A bunch of people. <laughs> was that like Donovan McNabb season? I don't even remember. Um, Christian. Ponder, they certainly Joe they, Webb. Yeah, and they uh, certainly yeah. weren't going to give anybody in the the Vikings quarterback room, any sort of look at that sort of thing. God, they drafted Matt Khalil and Harrison Smith that year and Blair Walsh. What a draft. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's re- reel it, reel it back in. Let's get back to crushing. Yeah, yeah, that was pon- those ponders season. So um, yeah. back to quarterbacks who could actually win it. So yeah, obviously yeah, what sorry. Lamar Jackson yeah. did last year, starting just right out the gate yeah. against the hapless Miami Dolphins, 
Yeah, he huge threw game. I mean, he, 500 shards in that game. Oh, it felt like 500 if it was. So many huge games. Um, Mahomes the season before with, you know, 50 touchdowns. Brady in 17 had a big year. Brady's yeah. won it a couple times. I mean, 2010 Tom Brady, 2007 Tom Brady. Yep. Just big seasons by him. Big seasons. Brady and won three. Manning won five. Aaron Rodgers Something won like two. Um, yeah. So, okay. Basically, in the in the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers era, if we want to lump those three together, they've won a lot of these awards. And in fact, they, you know, that you could probably just hit the top of that board every year and forget about it. <laughs> you probably would have been okay <laughs> a lot of years. Um, the general transition, though, that we've seen in the NFL as those players have aged out uh, is that there has opened the door here for these new young guys like Mahomes and Laura Jackson. Is that a fair characterization? We've kind of gone through a generational shift, uh, main and retiring Brady moving on uh, really just getting up there in age and having, you know, less impressive stats by the eye uh, and uh, Drew Brees never really being able to put together um, that magical season to win the award. Aaron Rodgers play declining. Like, you know, the yeah, old like guard. Breeze had some really good seasons, but again, at the same time, they were concurrent with Peyton Manning turning into an offensive coordinator with a helmet and an arm. <laughs> and, you know, but and when when he wasn't That's doing that, Brady Brady was throwing to Moss, or he had, you know, like we said, Peterson's two thousand yard season. You had Matt Ryan just outdoing him a little, like it's it was tough for Breeze to not get one because he he did have some pretty good statistical seasons. So he was probably uh, the second best quarterback in the NFC three years in a row, 2014, 2015, 2016. He was probably the second best, right? Rodgers was better, New Cam was better, Matt Ryan was better those years. Well, even in 09, like Favre was better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, you, yeah. you had you had a lot of good quarterbacks. We, we did have a, a, we were spoiled for a while. We, we talk about this with tennis when we had the big four and we still have, you know, three of them. But at the same time, we had, we had some pretty good quarterbacks through this stretch here. And, yeah, right. uh, you know, you got your, you know, you say open it up for Mahomes and Will or Watson, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, excuse me. But you do kind of have that tweener class with uh, Wilson, Prescott, um, like I said, Watson, Wilson, those guys. Yep. There, there is kind of that second little bit of a second tier there. And some of those guys are a little uh, enticing for me, I guess. If, if you shop around, you can find a pretty good uh, price on Russell Wilson, who's never gotten an MVP vote anyway. Hmm. Yeah, else. that is insane. Um, there's a group think that goes into the voting and there's not that many voters though, which I think makes this make more sense. Right. It's not like there's not like, it's not like baseball hall of fame where there's 500 voters, you know, there's like, 30 right and there's a group think to it in my opinion um and i guess i'll I, i'll kind of construct my my rules and you tell me if you strongly disagree with any of these um you gotta you know i'm not betting on anybody but a quarterback number one right there we can cut this down to uh 32 i'm not betting on anyone but a starting quarterback who i think is likely to start all 16 games which maybe i'm down to like 30 guys right so we've already narrowed the pool quite 24. a lot. 24 guys. Um, I am also only betting on a quarterback on a 
for a team that I think has a reasonable chance to win double digit games. Absolutely has no peeps out of me yet. Reasonable chance to win double digit games. The voting block does the same thing year in, year out, where they look at the standings and they say, is there a quarterback on one of these teams who I who I who I can craft a narrative around this team won because of his play. I feel like that is something we see every year around the voting. Uh, and right or wrong, that's a factor that goes into who gets awarded the MVP. Uh, I would also say that um, there is some level of uh, there's some level of stats have to be compiled. You can't just be Drew Brees and you know throw for your fifteenth best statistical season, win ten games and get an award this year. In my opinion. There may be a little bit of a redemption sort of angle that gets mined from content creating standpoint, but I would be surprised if it's enough to, you know, get him over uh, someone else winning 10, 11, 12 games and compiling 5,000 yards passing, which I think is eminently reachable by a lot of these guys. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, like, like we said, what, uh, what Lamar did, not only through his passing, but with his legs and what the team did last year, obviously Mahomes in 2018, it, it you know it doesn't take rocket scientists to figure out that was going to happen. Yep. And then even even Brady, like Brady in 2017, he had like 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns. The team won 13 games. Mm-hmm. A good, you know, it was a good. It, it does depend on what other people do too. I would say the, know, media, like, uh, Mahomes, the media. Mahomes removed himself by getting hurt. Like he pretty yeah, much removed true. himself from the from the conversation last year. That's true. Um, the media tends to give quarterbacks credit for wins and they tend to penalize quarterbacks for interceptions. I think if you're throwing 15 picks, even if you have an impressive stat line, otherwise they may pick someone else, uh, who, you know, who wasn't as careless with the ball, who didn't cost his team wins by turning the ball over. Right. I think, I do think they penalize players for interceptions. Do you disagree? Yeah, like, yeah, I just looked up Brady's stats from three years ago. Thirty-two and eight. Yeah, yeah. Forty-five hundred yards, thirty-two and eight. That's that's going to get you right there in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's one we haven't talked about before, but I do think it matters, and you can argue against this if you don't agree. I think you need early t- season success for your team because I think it becomes a talking point week eight, week nine. Who's the presumptive MVP, right? I don't think that you can put together a fire stretch down the last four weeks of the season uh, and take over the voting, um, the voting mind mind meld because lots of columns have already been written about who's in the conversation, about who's you know who who's deserving. Like it's already it's it, the ball the snowball starts to roll downhill. I feel like relatively early in the season. And so if you don't get out to a reasonably good start as a team or as a player, you're probably on the outside looking at. Yeah, I can. Uh, this will be the only time in sports that I will agree that momentum exists <laughs> because it doesn't. But in Here's this great, case, no, 
Here's a great media, example. the media, like let's call it media momentum because not only the media writing <laughs> columns, but the bloggers, the yeah, right. PFF, the, you know, just NFL websites, CBL, ESPN, everybody who's going to write articles like right, like you're right, right out of the gate. They're going to start talking about, you know, Hey, one in Lamar's, you know, case last year, he took a very big step forward, and a lot of people believe that he could. But I think even people who, like you and I, who believed that he could, were surprised by how big of a step he took forward. And immediately, the talking heads, the articles, the videos, the blogs—that's that's the first thing this chair mentioned. Like he he might be an MVP candidate. Yeah, absolutely you correct. Speak it, you spin it. It's not like <laughs> I don't want to go out and say like the media created this buzz and that's why he got it. He was electric, like he he was a huge part of that team's success, and he was the the steps he took from the season before were amazing. But at the same time, you can kind of speak it into existence, and it probably wasn't this way twenty years ago, where not every you know people weren't on Twitter be like, oh man. Terrell Davis, TD baby. <laughs> um, Rich Gannon. Let me do, do a quick thought Jesus exercise. Christ. Let me do a quick thought exercise with you. If you do, you ever look at the MVP market ever after like week eight, week eight? Would you make a bet on who wins the MVP after like week eight? Like it's possible that the market leader might be wrong. But I think it's very difficult for someone who's down the board. I, you're not going to hit a 20 to 1 score. No, no, no. The only case I think you could make for making a bet later in the season would be if you had a two or three person race. And yeah, okay. You and you have two or three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, or if you, you, no, I mean, even if you had none of the three and they were closer at odds and you just did some analysis based on what you think the the matchups look like for the rest of the season. You say, this guy is, it's more conducive for him to be successful. And I think he takes it. Like I, I could see making a bet like that, but yeah, this feels like an early season bet that most of these award bets do. The only award bet I ever made really late was some sack one. There was some sack one rookie of the year that was off market at a book and I mean, it was off by a bunch compared to some of the other books. And I just said, I hope he gets it because I just put a lot of money on it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. The uh, okay, so yeah, I'd say <laughs> I guess that worked out. But yeah, like late, like <laughs> yeah. you said, late in the season, there's going to be it isn't going to be week nine, and you're going to take somebody who's had a bad season. He's fifty to one, and you know, going into his week nine bye, and he's going to come out and win the MVP. It just it doesn't happen that way. You especially with that an NFL quarterback because you the do have to have tougher. Well, you, yeah, well, you have to have the stats and the success, your team, you, you know, unless you rattle off eight straight wins of 400 yard games, which I, you know, nothing, nothing is impossible, but yeah, you do yeah. have to have a pretty good season rolling. Like let's say Russell Wilson is four and four after week eight and he has underwhelming stats. Well, you know, he's, he's, his, his, you know, his quarterback, you know, his QBR is like the 10th and 10th in the league at that point. Right. Like, is there anything Russell Wilson can do over the last eight weeks of the season to get the MVP? I mean, 
it would have to be something like like you said it'd have to be amazing you'd have to win all the games he'd have they to know he, yeah he'd have to rely on like he'd have to have some luck with the schedule like he would have to have primetime games against legitimate mvp candidates and beat them beat them head yeah. yeah right he just right, took the, yeah right. like he just took right. down the chiefs the, the chiefs the ravens the Patriots, you know a bunch of teams I shouldn't say Patriots anymore, but a bunch of high-end teams right in a row and knock the other MVP candidates' dick in the dirt. Yep. Yeah, like later later in the season, it's rough. I agree. Um, so have you made your list of potential candidates? Did you did you go through this exercise and actually make the list? Yeah. I you, mean, you we said talked. 18. You said 18, so I think you already have it. You have 18 guys? Oh, I didn't actually make the full list. Oh, of candidates? No. No, I, I whittled it down to like four. <laughs> based, you know, ba- well, based on like a, a good team, a good number, uh, a good chance, and mm, okay. a good bet. You know, like so. Are you betting Lamar Jackson at ten to one? Injury risk too great. Yeah, just. I might. I'll probably never bet Lamar Jackson MVP for the rest of his career because the injury risk, right? The, yeah, the injury risk, the repeat, and yeah, if you can get ten to one, I think is the best number you can find. It's just not quite enough for me. It, it's hard to repeat in this. As Patrick Mahomes, I mean, we made a bet on he'd have thirty-five touchdowns. He didn't get there. Like the the injury risk to a quarterback, especially a mobile one, it's going to be up there. So, and that's the thing, you miss a couple of games, that's awful tough to make up. So, 10 to 1, yeah, I, I ended up, uh, I think there's more value on Mahomes at 4 to 1 than there is on Lamar at, like, 10 to 1. I agree with that, especially coming off the Super Bowl MVP. There's going to be, uh, you know, if they win 13 games, if he has, if he plays 16 games and he has an average performance over the course of those 16 games, they're going to win 12 or 13 of them. And he probably yeah. is the presumptive favorite for a reason. Where are you finding? Yeah, there's, there's some four point, there's four fifties out there too. Ooh. Like, uh, Ooh. Um, I think that's bet, bet us, um, sports book that ag books Ooh. that people don't have <laughs> yeah he is three to one at a few places like shop even like uh four he's four to one at bet online i like it um okay the uh so and i cross stuff you russell so you're crossing him off i love love russell but again oh. at 10 to 10 to one with that coaching staff and that philosophy and just i don't I'm not a big believer in that team being a great team. They might be a playoff team. They probably will be a playoff team, especially with the new configuration. But 10 to 1 is not enough for me there. And I wish, I guess, I wish I'd have been earlier on Kyler. Like his number, I'm just going down the list now. Like that number is just beat, beat to piss. I see a 14 to one. That's been bet down to 14 to one. Yeah. Holy shit. Their season wow. one totals like seven and a half. Like I get that. I get the hype. I'm excited for the Cardinals. I bet the Cardinals over seven. I absolutely think they can win eight, nine, maybe 10 games, but I don't think that gets it done. What? Let I me think, go up. Let me go up. I think, price I think if they do that, you know what happens? If they win like 10 games, it's way more likely that Kingsbury wins an award than Murray. 
Yeah, that's actually a very fair point. Um, let's let me go up in price from fourteen to one, and you tell me when you're get when you're getting back involved. Okay, uh, eighteen to one. Who who who? What book For, are you looking at right now? I'm just saying, like, let's like like what is the price? I'm I'm trying oh, to price. Murray? I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to price discover, discovery with you for Murray. Eighteen to one, you bet that. Twenty-five to thirty. Twenty-five to one, you bet that. If you got me twenty-five or thirty, I'd think about it. Thirty, I think thirty is what I would have said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, just because I just because I'm fanboying and I'm excited about it, but honestly, like the actual answer should probably be like fifty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can we cross off Tom Brady? Is he even on your list? Uh, his number is the only reason. Like, the, I want to be anti Bucks. I am anti Bucks. I hate the hype. I like to fade some of this hype. That's why I hate that the Cardinals are getting so much. But it's still there's a lot of good weapons down there, and I don't care. He's super old. He's super smart. He's savvy. He's a He's a fat. The, the only thing I don't love is just the the fact that it's kind of a completely different system. I'm not sure what Aaron's going to do down there, but Brady, I think, is going to get sacked a lot more than he's used to. Yes, he's, I he's agree. A, he's a high injury. He's a he's a way higher injury risk in Tampa Bay to me than if he was five years older and still in New England. So crossing him off. Yep, uh, I I, I'm, I got my eyes peeled for Brady interceptions over. I really am dying to get down on that one. What do you think that number is going to be? I don't know. I'd set it at like 12, 11, 12. Mm. I like it. I like it a they're lot. They're going to throw quite a bit. They're going to throw quite a bit, and they're going to ask him to make different kind of throws than he's used to making. It's going to open itself up for lots of opportunities to get picked. Yeah, if it's, um, if it's like 10 or something, kind of got to hit that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, how about any, any of these other names at the top of the market makes sense to you? Dak Prescott. He got better Dak, shit down too. Jesus. I know what Christ. he did. I really like that. Jesus Christ. At 12, I'd rather, if I'm going to bet Dak Prescott at like 12 to one, I'd rather just pour money on more money on Cowboys over or Cowboys yeah. division, Cowboys yeah. NFC 10, 12 to one is just a little low, which looks like, yeah. 10 or 12 to 1 is about where I'm seeing across the books I looked at this morning. Okay. Um, so out. So then basically what we're saying is out of the top of this market, the six top six guys, the only bet you would make is uh, Pat Mahomes at 4 to 1 or better. Yeah, I know. I hate being like chalky on that, but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, some of these other numbers, I find the Drew Brees number to be laughable from a just from a counting statistics standpoint, I don't think it's going to be, he does any, any chance. Uh, the Carson Wentz number. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what, what, what am I missing there? Um, not nearly enough weapons in that offense to put up statistics on top of the monumental injury risk. That's a wild one. Um, Deshaun Watson. I wish it were to one. I wish it were a little bigger. Um, I can find a Watson at twenty-five to one. Twenty-five to one for Watson sounds not too terrible. They I don't have Hopkins, but they got volume receivers, and he's good. 
And they don't have a good defense, so they may be in a lot of games where he has to come back. And he has that fourth he's got he's got the fourth quarter comeback gene in him that the Bills fans desperately, desperately want to say <laughs> Josh Allen has. <laughs> I know. And th- that's the o- my only issue. Like with the next couple, it's Watson, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. Like, are those you know, are those eleven, twelve win teams? And I'm leaning no. So yeah, yeah, that's true. If Deshaun Watson can get ten wins though at twenty five to one, that's an absolute bet. Absolutely, it is. Um, I'm starting to have second thoughts on the on the Texans' interest in just in terms of I I was cool on them heading into the last offseason because I was like they're going to get Deshaun Watson killed because they don't have a freaking offensive line. But the Laramie Tunsil ad was huge. It really, it really was good. Uh, and the Texans. Oh, we saw what games. he can do when he's not constantly pressured. He's yeah, he's a top five quarterback when he's not on his ass. Yep, absolutely true. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you're out on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much just based he's on. He's not going to have a vengeance tour. He's not going to. He's not going to have <laughs> yeah. a, a. His weapons suck after Devontae his Adams. Weapon, it's yeah, just his awful. weapons just aren't good. I can't. I can't get Aaron Jones. Is, Aaron Jones is going to get monster monster load. Off um, division monster load right in him. Yep. Uh, Mayfield pricing right twenty five to one way too fucking short. Yeah, like McCaffrey, Matt Ryan. Here's one. What 40, 40 to one for both of these at whatever book I'm looking at right now. Ben Roethlisberger or Jared Stidham. <laughs> They're the same price. Like we haven't even like no. I don't, I, I'm not what gonna book go out has and say Jared like, Stidham forty to one. That yeah, is a that, that is a I don't think you could I don't think you could write tickets of Jared Stidham forty to one in Foxborough Stadium. <laughs> That's unbelievable number. Yeah, he's seventy five at a lot of books. I just laughed that they were right next to each other at this one. Um, big Big Ben at forty is a That's little yeah. It's not it's, it's actually something I might add. I'm bullish. Tell me about his injury. Remind me what his injury was. Did he have Tommy John? No, he's just so fat. No, his injury last year, his elbow injury. Yeah, no, it's just weight. I honestly, I'm not sure on surgery, but I'm. I guess he's he's ready to go. He's gonna shaved. He's gonna lose a little weight, and hopefully, he's good. Because it's a good team. The Steelers can be a good team. They were just so incredibly uh, lacking at the quarterback spot. Like the rest of that team was really good. It's it is, you know. I heard somebody on a different podcast kind of talk about this, and he went both ways with it. It was hilarious. So he contradicted himself, but he said like, when a when a team does good, the quarterback gets lauded, and when they do bad, he's the you know he's the goat, and then. Mm. He said it's it's dumb that that's it's not you know you got to look at it's, it's a team sport. But then later on he said a certain quarterback didn't have that that uh, skill where he could just put a team on his back and win the game. So it can't be both, but I think it is. It is. It's not both, but it's somewhere in between. And a quarterback is probably the most important position. Mm. There's no probably. It's the most important position. Yeah. And when it's a you hot take have right there. such yeah. When when you have such a 
you know, like you start looking at all the backups who've played over the years, just the last few years. Like Hundley stepped in for Rogers when Anthony Barr ended his shoulder. And uh, I mean, even like over the Patriots season when Castle stepped in, when Jacoby stepped in, you know, you you know what you're getting, like, oh, this just it isn't gonna be as good. I'm not getting Aaron Rodgers, I'm not getting Andrew Luck. And you just kind of resign to that point, like this team's not gonna be good because they're starting quarterbacks out. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of that. Like this was the absolute lowest level of shit backup quarterbacking I've probably ever seen. It was it's as up bad there as with, I've ever seen. It's up there with the Hundleys and the Kaisers. I mean, it was it was so <laughs> so bad, and it sucked because they had such a decent deep, not decent. They had a great defense. They had, they had some, some turnover really, too. They had some good weapons on offense, and they just you're not going to win games with quarterbacks who shouldn't probably be in the league. Like even even Miles Garrett knew that he's like I'm putting this guy out of the league. Yeah, it's, it's just it's done. I'm done with him. It was so bad. So <laughs> I'm I'm you know without getting into full season season breakdown mode, like I'm so bullish on on my uh, my Steelers, my Pittsburgh okay. Steelers this year being good. So forty to one, okay. just and I I think put it just, you just, know you just get the put it get the, the perception. Yeah, just, yeah just you get that perception. That's that's the other point we didn't make, you know, the perception of um, maybe if Lamar Jackson does this year in and year out, it's not as special anymore. Yeah, sure. But what he did was special because he hadn't done it before. And I think if you get that, like, oh, man, the Steelers offense is electric this year. They just needed Ben back. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to skip. They, you could skip right over comeback player of the year and give this guy MVP if he – because he likes to sling it. Like he could put yeah. up some stats if he's healthy. All right, I'm gonna put my doctor's hat on. Um, ben, he could also had... die on the field this year. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the same age as Eli Manning, who is not playing football this year. Um, ben had successful surgery on his right elbow in Los Angeles, September 23rd. Dr. Neil Elitrosh, the same doctor that performed Brady's ACL surgery at Cedar Sinai. Um, performed the procedure. It was not Tommy John. He avoided Tommy John. He just had a general procedure to try to repair some sort of damaged ligament, I suppose. This was in September. Uh, ben Roethlisberger quoted in March, I am throwing without pain for the first time in years. Oh my God. I just put so much money on this. Um, if, if you just, it's funny. I just Googled Ben Roethlisberger. I forgot to even type in injury. Like the first, the first news story, Ben Roethlisberger looks determined, motivated. Like of course, and it's like the, you know, the, the website is like the Steelers Depot. Well, of course I like, I like how there's just never an article like Ben Roethlisberger looks like shit. He looks still hurt. Like he's in the worst shape of his life. You don't get some games. Reporters. Some games I would have a little pain. Some games I would have a lot of pain. To be able to throw without pain now, that feels nice. I know I'm not getting any younger, but bec- but I feel younger because I don't have any pain. These are the quotes you come to the deep dive podcast to hear. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, it's it's all warranted to have this uh, this kind of. Uh, enthusiasm for the potential of the Steelers offense to take a meaningful step forward this season. Um, good scheme, 
decent talent, good offensive line. He's not going to be under duress. Uh, that all that all that works. All that works for me. Um, Forty to one, pretty nice number. Uh, I do think you've seen what he did to those total. blocking pads that they threw at him too. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? <laughs> you don't. He's uh, if, in game shape. I'm not. I'm not nearly as team Steelers as you are, as you know. Um, but and if you gave me any, if you were like, just get some Steelers exposure, just 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 do me a solid to get some Steelers exposure. I'm coming after this forty to one for Ben. I think that's the way to bet it because, you know, the defense could take, should, may take a meaningful step back. They're not going to get the same turnover luck that they had last year. They're just not. And the offense, but the offense is going to take a big step forward. The games are going to be a little more competitive. Um, ben Roethlisberger at 40 to 1 is a more fun way to attack this than to take uh, Steelers division or Steelers win total over, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, because the ceiling's high. Really, it is. If the defense does do well, uh, as well as they did last season, then you're you're talking about a 12 win team. Easier easy yeah. schedule, easier schedule than the Ravens. Um, yeah, another one good. I've seen people making a case for was Phil Rivers. Just Phil Rivers. You can indoors. keep that case. <laughs> yeah, like I get that. Like Hilton's good, and I guess Paris Campbell and uh, Pascal. I, I don't know. They have the like, tight they, ends or Trey Burton. They have a bunch of tight ends, just like the Brett Bears. But they drafted yeah, the kid from USC too. Although I have no idea if he's going to make a yeah, transition in year one. They could, yeah. You can keep that one. I'm not on that. Um, Matt Ryan, you can keep. Hey, uh, I've seen some Burrow and Garoppolo numbers. I just yeah. What the what? Now. Talk 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 to me about uh, Burrow is laughable. The the Bengals ain't the Bengals ain't winning ten games. I got bad news for you. Um, you know who is winning 10 games, though? It's the damn San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Um, talk me out of putting a Jimmy G 50 to 1 bet. Why is that number Why is that number not bettable to you? I don't think his numbers will be gaudy enough. Just his statistics aren't going to be good enough. Yeah, just it'll be a good team, but uh, it's, it's a nice balanced team, good defense. I mean, w- without looking, how many yards did he have last year? Oh, uh, passing yards. Yeah. 4, passing yards and touchdowns. 4,000 4, passing yards, and I'm going to say 25 touchdowns. I have no idea. I'd look it up. 3978. <laughs> so were, very close high. to 4,000. Yeah. And yeah. then what for, for touchdowns? What'd you say? 20, I said 25. 27. 27. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 27 uh, and 13 his, and 4,000 yards. It's not going to get you there. His interceptions were not great last year, if I remember yeah, correctly. 13. That was the, that took him out of the race. Like it, like a, like Jimmy G would have been in the discussion at least to the end of the season with Lamar if he was like a twenty-seven and five guy. You know, like he needs to he needs to get that interception number down if um, if he's going to be in the conversation. But guess what? In the conversation with Pat Mahomes at four to one, Jimmy G at fifty to one, like that's. It's not, I kind of, I'm probably going to bet this. (laughs) I'm probably going to bet a 50 to one on Jimmy G. Uh, Sure. Shit. I'm going to bet 51 on Jimmy G before I'm going to bet 14 to one on Kyler Murray or 10 to one on Dak Prescott. Yeah. I just, I I think that's close to his ceiling that 4,000 yards. I think he needs like 45, 48 and more touchdowns. And he, I mean, he doesn't run. Uh, 
I think he had like probably look, I'm going to look, he had like 40, 46 carries for 62 yards. Mm. You know how many games he started in his career? Oh, 20, probably 30, 26 and 16 of them were last year. The yeah. idea that we aren't going to see a meaningful improvement this year with Jimmy G and the weapons he has on that team, they invested more. Uh, yeah, I guess they, they lost Emmanuel Sanders, right? That was the only minus. They still got George yep. Kittle. They still have a fantastic offensive line. They swapped out a retired Staley for Trent Williams. The offensive line is going to pass pro like, like badasses. I, this Jimmy G is uh, Jimmy G is going to have a damn good year. I've been taking this fifty to one. I've already talked myself into it. <laughs> I like Jimmy G too, but. Um, so maybe there's a little bias there, I guess. But yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, that's my only case to make, I guess. Um, passing that's on cousins, a good number. He's lower in other places. Passing on cousins, six to one. <laughs> yeah. Passing Again, Stafford, the Viking. The Vikings could be. The Vikings could win eleven games. Maybe you know, things shake out right. Twelve make the playoffs, but it's not going to be like, oh man, Kirk Cousins. He he really did it. That's why they're good. Like it'll be a balanced a balanced attack with cousins, you know, being milk toast cousins and Delvin Cook in the defense. So I I don't think yeah, Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo being anywhere near each other are kind of laughable. Stafford isn't dumb. Yeah. You think they get enough wins? It's a tough division. No. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can consider him. I think the Lions as general are probably ceiling eight win. Um, no. Tannehill at sixty six to one. Does that make sense to you? Nope. <laughs> uh, I guess you, I don't know. I, I'm laughing because he's next to Daniel Jones in this book at sixty six to one. Um, but uh, I don't know. Is the completion percent over expected? that we saw from him last year sustainable is the performance from AJ Brown that they got last year sustainable. Can he thrive if the offensive line takes a slight step back with the absence of Conklin? Um, I think there's enough signal. I mean, there's enough um, question marks around uh, the turnover on that roster that it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm unwilling to forward project any kind of improvement on what we saw from the last eight games of Tannehill's 2019 campaign. Are you in the same boat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in your your boat. Adjust him, adjust him back, kind of back down to earth. Yeah. Regressing to the Tannehill mean. Yeah. I would say maybe that whole team. (laughs) (laughs) That's my general. I, I have this dream. I haven't spoken about my dream on air. Yes. I've only told a few people. I have this magical dream that that entire division finishes eight and eight and they have to go down to like the convoluted, like win or like point differential against common opponents, tiebreaker to decide who makes the playoffs and wins the division. Because that's that's my true feeling on that division. I think those are four eight and eight teams. If Jacksonville overachieves, yeah, okay, I'm fair. That's fair. Um, not prepared to take a flyer on Drew Lock, Jared Goff, or Derek Carr. Are you? God no. All three teams, I think, likely finish 500 at best. 
Yeah. No, like okay. if there's, it, I mean, is there a long Okey shot? Doke. Is there, is there a team like with a high deviance mm-hmm. with a quarterback who could really step up? Maybe I can see one and let's see if we're on the same page. And I hate this one because I have not been kind to this person over the past couple of years. Boy, I would, I don't know that we're going to get 16 games started out of Tua. Otherwise I would try to make a case for him at the numbers I'm seeing, which are kind of insane. 10 or 11 games out of him. Yeah. I think I'm probably going to dabble on some Tua. uh, Oh, uh, O-R-O-I, nine-ish to one. Um, high deviance team, huh? Haven't been kind to him, huh? Hmm. You know why it's a high deviance it's team? Test. Why? Because we don't know who it is. Oh, who the, who the starter is? Well, we don't know who the team is. Like I'm, I'm thinking, oh, 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 oh. is Cam Newton going to start somewhere? Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. If, um, like if if we're wrong and his shoulder is better and his foot's better, he's he still could be awesome. He's, he could still be a top ten quarterback. For who? He just needs to be healthy and have a team. That's why it's a hundred to one. <laughs> for who? For whomst? Yeah, the high deviance team. I don't. Of, I don't think he gets the starting job this year. I don't, no, I don't understand I don't why. But I can't. Yeah, I can't really find a long shot. I really like like Tua. Um, Tua up in the high numbers. Sam Darnold, absolutely not. And then some of these, you know, non-quarterbacks, non-good quarterbacks, Haskins, Minshew, Brissett. Oh, man, Justin Herbert. Nope. Nope. Trubisky. Um, is Justin what's – uh, what's the Chargers QB, Terod Taylor? Is he – what's yeah. his line? Must be insanely high. It's probably higher than – it's he's probably higher here. than Herbert's, which is crazy. Yeah, he's not listed. Terrell um, Taylor is not listed. Wow. The disrespect. Yeah, TJ Watt is, though. <laughs> Taysom Hill is listed. The disrespect. Taysom Hill is listed? 200 to 1 at Betonline. Is Terrell Taylor um, not going to get the starting job? I don't know, man. Here's maybe one I would, I would halfway consider. To get one season where it lasts all sixteen games for Fitzmagic, the Fitzmagic season, a magical season. Well, I mean, the Dolphins. That's a the, that's the a Dolphins are the high dev- when you when you pitched me like high deviance team that could you know in a in a division that's imminently winnable. The Dolphins are the team that immediately comes to mind. Um, Hundred fifty to one for Fitzpatrick is is that's a bad price. He can win the division. Dolphins can in in <laughs> in about. I almost got to have that ticket just to live. In about 5% of realities, the Dolphins win double-digit games and win the East. And in, and in those cases, he's absolutely in the conversation probably. At 150 to 1, that's a bad number. Yeah, I might have that just to frame it. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We probably aren't going to. Yeah, two, the, yeah, it's kind of crazy that two is a hundred to one and Fitzpatrick is one fifty. I know. <laughs> did you ever play fantasy baseball back in the day? I don't suppose so. Not really. No. There used to be some some leagues would do that where you didn't have to draft pitchers. Mm-hmm. You would draft a pitching staff. Ooh. Say I have the twin staff. That's, That's what I want. I want. 
um, give me like 120 to one on just Dolphins quarterback, any Dolphins quarterback. Yeah. I mean, over top to bottom, the NFC, the AFC East quarterbacks are just hysterical prices. Like it's just a, one giant WTF. Um, I like that call though. Quarterback staff it. from Miami Dolphins. Um, okay. Well, let's wrap it up here. We'll save all the rest for later. Does that sound fair to you? We got some good stuff down here, man. That was a good yeah, time. Th- that was fun. Fun to I talk think to I'm, uh, I think I'm excited about looking at uh, kind of all the like all the other awards now. Because I think yeah. a lot of them are up. So I'm going to start digging into that. Yeah, okay. I'm just excited, excited, just excited to talk football, to get into it. It gives me a lot to think about. And I, I mean, just not knowing even – I couldn't remember if he just had like a little scope or if Big Ben actually had surgery. Like I have a shitload of research to do yet. Absolutely. That's why we do these. Um, but in summary, our MVP portfolio has four players in it. Patrick Mahomes at better at four to one or better. Deshaun nice. Watson at 25 to one or better. Ben Roethlisberger at 40 to one or better. And Jimmy G at 50 to one or better. Are you living Jimmy G? I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. We'll do more NFL, do some Bundesliga, some La Liga, some EPL, which is all coming back. Uh, and then uh, golf the following week, right? Or do we have two weeks till golf? Golf? We're doing golf next week. Golf is next week. Got it. Golf is next week because the tournament will be next weekend, and then so I should uh, I so I should start start calling EPL. all the caddies that I know and finding out if their players have been sitting around on their ass playing video games. Yeah, EPL or- starts two weeks from yesterday, and La Liga starts the Saturday after that. All right, cool. That's great. I'm good jacked. deal. All right, best of luck, and I'll talk to you next week.